Climbing can bring up a lot of big feelings. Everything from fear, to ego, to imposter syndrome. In some shape or form, this is something many of us have to grapple with. For Dr. Davis Nyo, or Rehab Daddy, these big feels come out in his highball bouldering, fear management, injury and rehab, and expertise as a doctor of physical therapy. He believes that connecting with oneself is a massive source of healing in the sport we all know and love. And if there's one thing we know for sure, it's that Dr. Davis is the climbing community's newest meme lord, and we are so hungry to hear what he has to say. So sit back and relax. You're listening to The Average Climber Podcast. Davis, do you have your fun fact ready for us today? Yes. My name is Davis, and I'm nervous as hell. I've never been on a podcast before. No. I do have a fun fact. I have a fun fact. This is a fun fact that very little people know about me, actually, especially my climbing friends, but I grew up playing the drums. And <gasps> um, awesome. <laughs> I lived Say in more. Portland for the past couple of years before Bishop, and I was in a band. Oh my band. god. What was <laughs> your band kind of, called? Yeah. My band was called Little Persimmons and there's Little <laughs> there's Persimmons. Like, Are you on SoundCloud? <laughs> we have like two thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the Portlandiest thing you've ever heard for sure. It was so fun. Uh we have like two songs on SoundCloud. <laughs> yes. Oh my what god. Was, what's like your genre? Song. What genre did you pick on SoundCloud? We uh, I don't know what they ended up picking on SoundCloud, but we called it vaguely indie question mark. Vaguely, <laughs> vaguely indie question mark, but because we had like Very a lot Portland, of different, yeah. yeah, lots of different influences like jazz and like folk and like stuff like that. So that's it was a so lot of fun. fun. I have a dream of starting a folk band, <gasps> and I don't play any instruments. I just want you to know this now. But I have a dream of learning how to play the um, banjolele. Banjolele. I just saw one of those for the first time. They're cool. They're so cute. I have really but, small hands, so I I literally you feel good about it. Play. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't play the guitar. I can't press down on the frets. Maybe that would be different now. I don't need it's... to add guitar to the list of things that make my fingers sad. Like, no. Like I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. being a guitarist and a climber. Like to the dude at the crag playing guitar, I'll never forget you. That shit was so annoying. But like I am impressed <laughs> that <laughs> Like, 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 I'm not kidding. I'm like climbing and I hear acoustic wonder wall from across the valley. And I'm like, ninth circle of climber hell for you. What is happening? But the fact that you're like, I'm going to like put my fingers on some metal things and then also rock climb. Like, what is happening? What is your skincare routine? I need answers. How much collagen are you taking? Like, yeah, absolutely buck wild. Yeah, maybe yeah, it is. Maybe they know something we don't know. I okay. Don't know. Well, little persimmons. There you little have it. Oh, we got sidetracked real quick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is gonna be a good to one. This is. Well, yes. 
as everyone is hearing this third voice, uh, yes. <laughs> we have a special guest today. So today we want to introduce you to someone you may know as at Dr. Climb on Instagram or as I really love Rehab Daddy, but yes. this is Dr. Davis <laughs> Nyal. And Davis is a doctor of physical therapy, professional climbing coach, and blossoming meme lord. Seriously, you guys have to like, check this honestly, out on uh, Like, honestly, his Instagram. reels will give you life. If you're having a bad day, go. It's now. my new um, daily routine. Anyway, okay. It makes so. me want to quit doing <laughs> reels. I want to be like, I quit. Watch Davis's reels. This isn't I quit. for me. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Anyways. Absolutely. Okay. So <laughs> you guys are too fun. kind. Oh my God. Also, did you hear my dog? I'm so sorry. That was my dog. Oh my gosh. No, we're a very okay. dog friendly podcast. Um, I have um, three dogs in my house today. So we oh, are... is Gator there? Gator's, Gator's the here biggest today. Australian shepherd you've ever seen in your life. Um, he's huge. It makes no sense. Yes. Go on, Caitlin. Oh okay. Uh, yes. Yes. We have to get through your your bio. So <laughs> Davis has also been climbing for over a decade, and his mission is to spread the message of love, joy, community, and inclusion through rock climbing. As a PT, he specializes in highball bouldering, which we are talking about today, and fear management, and believes that the human experience should always be paramount. I definitely wow. missed one part of this, so. <laughs> <laughs> who, who wrote oh, you, that? That is You beautiful... believe that true healing starts with a deep knowledge of oneself and body. Wow. I'm just so excited. I, I yeah, literally just... like... This is everything about you. Now you say more. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. Also, just as a PSA to everyone listening, we just write down our guests' um, bios ahead of time, but I promise the rest of it's not scripted if you can't tell. Um, <laughs> this, this is wildly <laughs> unscripted. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, let's see. Anyways. Okay. So, hello. Hello, audience. We're so happy you are here listening to our, our chat with Dr. Davis. This is going to be dope um but in case you're like what podcast have i stumbled upon what's going on is this a music podcast we don't we don't know well let me clarify <laughs> for you if you thought you clicked on like npr or something um this is the Ooh, average climber big podcast no. <laughs> big no uh i'm lauren i'm a certified personal trainer and climbing coach and i have my own climbing coaching business good spray climbing i'm here with my lovely co-host caitlin Hello, I am Caitlin Holmes. I am a certified nutrition specialist and the founder of Caitlin Holmes Nutrition. We also have some dogs here barking in the background. Yep, they're just so psyched for Dr. <laughs> I'm Davis getting my to Etsy orders delivered today. So, oh, what'd you get on Etsy? <laughs> oh my God, so much. Uh, <laughs> For Christmas. Um, this is going to be chaos. For this all of my <laughs> Akatar listeners out there, a Court of Thorns and Roses, um, I just bought a candle called Chapter 55. So, wow. That's, um, that's all I'm going to say. Wow. Um, Perfect. <laughs> Amazing. I got um, Anyway. My, uh, let's see. Hold on. I'm going to brag about my Etsy order really fast. I am committed to ha then we are going to get to the episode. I promise, <laughs> but this is important. Um so I I am a real Jessica Day fan around Christmas time. We love new girl around here and I was like, you know what Jessica Day would do with her Christmas tree? Woodland animals. Does my husband hate this? Absolutely. Did Wait, I buy Mike hates this? No, he hates I this. thought he of loved course he it. Hates 
no, he doesn't like it. He's like, we should do something classy, like gold and white. And I was like, there will be gold and white, but woodland animals are classy. A touch of woodland animals. We live in Utah. The woodland is I right need to here. See this. Okay, but like what I bought on Etsy is the woodland. Yeah, it's fucking cute. And I have we're right in yeah, the woodland. The wood, like I'm looking at the woodland. There, it's there. We even we even like hunted for our Christmas tree in the great outdoors. Um, like real pioneer people, it was hard. I did walk uphill both ways in the snow, and I'm not kidding because you had to like. Okay, we're getting. I didn't take my ADD meds today. Okay, so so. But anyway, this is what happens when you get and three I people with forgot, Zoom together. I forgot to eat breakfast, and now I only have had a latte. So this episode is going to be absolutely buck wild. Um, but I bought an owl Christmas tree topper, and it's like a little snowy owl in like a star, and it's honestly you have the Hedwig on I've ever top seen. of your tree. Yes, Hedwig is watching over us. Um, and. So oh, it's thrilling. I need it's to very see this. cute. Um, okay. So, anyways, this episode, we are going to talk about so many things today. Um, we already have talked about. We're going to talk about climbing eventually. <laughs> this Maybe. is what it is. Maybe. We'll okay. So, we are going to talk about highball bouldering and fear management. Dr. Davis is obviously a doctor of physical therapy, as we have discussed. So, we are going to be talking about injuries, um, injury prevention, and also what the healing process can look like when you get into injuries. And then a special bonus topic at the end that we will not tell you just yet. So, okay. Amazing. So, all right, let's, shall we get into it? Let's start with highball bouldering because that's fun (laughs) and I need answers. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, uh, on the first draft of our, our questions for you, I also put like, how did you get into highball bouldering? Have you always been crazy? Um, so I'm not going to ask you that, (laughs) but (laughs) can you tell us more about your history with highball bouldering? What was your experience? experience like with it and especially with fear and have you always wanted to push your mental limits let's let's start there yeah <laughs> yeah totally lots of questions i'll i'll start with the first one am i crazy <laughs> have i always been crazy depends who you answered. ask just depends it, it just depends who you ask you know it's the right answer <laughs> if you ask, if you ask my mother mm. <laughs> she might be like hmm she actually does not know anything about my climbing hey what's your mom's email (laughs) oh god i won't be sending her this episode outing like surprise she i i like took this video of me soloing this like peak the other it was like in the summer and i sent it to my sister i was like should I send this to mom? And she was like, absolutely oh not. God, do that. <laughs> She's like, do not do that. Absolutely not. Be horrified. Um, <laughs> yeah, my dad just discovered Instagram um, and I'm like, oh no. huh. What's oh. He, I mean, it's like my, but I'm oh. like, what? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I haven't posted anything too well, scary right. on there, but yeah. Okay. So your mom, don't Yours tell your mom. very shit. professional though. Thank you. Yes. Oh, is yeah. it? It is. My, my, like, I have some reels of me, like, committing murder, like, cutting off my fingers. Like, I don't know. Things got real on him. It's the internet. You wouldn't get it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, highballs. Back to highballs. Okay. (laughs) History with highball bouldering. Hmm. The year 2013. So it's been a. Wait, you've been doing this for, like, as long as you've been been climbing? Yeah, so I started climbing um, 
Y'all started climbing in college, yep, right? Me, Both I was after. Y'all, I, I started climbing yeah. twenty after 20, college, like twenty fifteen. Wow. Yeah, late yeah. late bloomer. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm like sort of similar. So I started in college oh, nice. as well. Um, small little gym on campus in San Diego, and my like second outdoor climbing trip ever was bishop shut California. up what Since, spicy yeah <laughs> wow yeah. spicy you were like, y'all y'all oh yeah bishop, yeah right? yep we've okay. we, we've okay. been to bishop okay. we know the spice <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and yeah the, i don't know i i've been coming every season since then so it's been you know, my 10-year bishop anniversary oh, was February 2013, precious. which was a big yeah. deal. I just, like, sat in the middle because it was all snowy and beautiful. Oh God, and I, I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, and, yeah, I I think the first area that I climbed in was the Happies, which is the for people who aren't familiar. It's, like, this kind of playground area of volcanic rock that has lots of really fun gymnastic boulders. And then the second day, we climbed in the buttermilks, Wild. which is kind of what... I'm just imagining, <laughs> yeah, like, m- It's my... kind of what Bishop is known yeah, for. Yeah, like, if I, if I took my, mm-hmm. like, first-year climber self to the buttermilks, I would have been like, mm-hmm. what is this? <laughs> like, that would be like, that's... Uh... And why am I climbing, and yeah, I don't like, want to climb anymore, please? Can we go back please? to the gym? <laughs> this hurts my hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> Okay. And my ego. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, what do you honestly, remember like, what your yeah. first highball was? Yes. Yes, I remember distinctly. It was um are you familiar with Sunshine, the Sunshine Slab? No. Well, no. It's, it's like right next to Grandma and Grandpa ah, Peabody okay. and Yeah. Mm-hmm, it's just like directly it's just this I don't I don't your really know first how tall highball it is. was a slab. Maybe like it's not really a slab. It's like, I mean, it's like a slab, but the the, the holds are really good. Okay. But it was quite, I mean, it was very scary. Well, anything sure. over by the Peabody <laughs> boulders, scary. I mean, those, those are like behemoth boulders. That's so, yeah. Yeah. Well, this one is like, this one is definitely, I would consider a highball. Other people may not. It's like maybe like 20. I What's forget. What's a highball? Exactly. Let's be honest. It's yeah, tall. actually. Okay. Yeah. people what do people like define as a highball i feel like in my i haven't mm. like looked this up but to me a highball seems like something where it's like over 15 feet and if you fall you'll like probably break your ankles right is that correct yeah or maybe i don't know you know i think <laughs> like <laughs> i broke an ankle at 16 feet so, so over 15 feet yeah there we go. so mm-hmm. it's funny that i don't know the answer to this question because I'm, I like consider myself a highball boulderer, but I just don't. I, I genuinely don't yeah. know. And I think it's because the, it is great. Yeah, it also totally. might depend on like the way the that you fall or like what the landings like too. Honestly, I could see that determining. Mm. But yeah, yeah. My, I think my general sort of personal cutoff is around twenty feet. Mm. Like, like, but. But that's like plus or minus a few feet, right? Like like you said, if it's like 16 to 18 feet and the landing's terrible or like something about it is bad, like the top is the crux or something like that. Yeah, call it a freaking highball. Yeah. I don't know. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, I like that. <laughs> totally. That seems it could be subjective. Yeah. 
for sure. Like, I mean, I, I think it should yeah. be because someone like your highball might be very different than mine. Like if I start crying right around 15 feet, you start crying right around 30, like very different. Yeah. It's like <laughs> RPE with what you call a highball. It's perfect. Wait, yes. Okay. Yeah. So what has been, if you had to like name like a top one or top two, like proudest or maybe like scariest highballs, oh. like what, if you actually, <laughs> let me rephrase it like this. Which highball would like piss your mom off the most? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, absolutely footprints. footprints? Okay, it is. Mm. Um, yeah, so if you can picture Grandpa Peabody, yep. it's not the it's not the sharp overhanging okay. face. It's the it's the one to the backside of it. Oh, um, and um, it goes at V seven now. It got downgraded. <laughs> I call it V9. You should. Take I it. think it's a V9. It. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking up a picture <laughs> and of this. It's... Holy Jesus fucking Christ. This is a sport well... line. <laughs> yeah, this would make your mom mad. Wow, don't give me her email. God, don't this makes do that. me really nauseous. <laughs> this Holy is like... shit, Davis. Yeah. That's bonkers. Okay, You're a monster. <laughs> yeah, what is... Okay, one. just mm-hmm. to like... Because, okay, so I haven't really highball bouldered like that much. I've done like a few probably like easy things where I'm like, that's cool. I got a little scared. We did it. <laughs> the dream. Um, but like I have yeah. deep water uh-huh. soloed a decent amount and I feel like, <gasps> which it's so Amazing. fun. Yeah. That feels more my speed. Oh, um, so but good. yeah. So I feel like, like what it seems to me and also with like high, well, okay. Like tactics wise, I feel like deep water soloing and high ball bouldering are like similarly challenging in that. Like, you know, you kind of, you can't really like hang on a rope and like work the moves you can't like get a power spot i mean maybe you like set up a top rope for some of this i would imagine that you probably did that um but like Mm -hmm. what do you like in terms of your like absolute like climbing skill limit and like what you're willing to highball like is there a gap there or like yeah like what's your max like grade and are you usually like i will only highball up to like this grade kind of thing that is a great question. Or does it depend on where question. the crux is? Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that's the that's the first question that I ask. And this is kind of going into like how to highball yeah. territory. But that is absolutely the first question that I ask, which is where is the crux? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> where is the crux? Is it is it low or is it high? And that is very simple first question. Second question is where is the red point mm. crux? which is different yes. than the crux. Red point crux for people who are unfamiliar and newer climbers is the crux that's going to get in the, it's not the hardest move, but it's the crux that's going to get in the way of you and your yeah. send basically. Um, and so you're kind of just looking at where difficult and not necessarily difficult even, because there's a difference between difficult moves and high percentage moves yeah that's a very great distinction do you want to elaborate on that for people that maybe aren't yeah highball bouldering and sport climbing are interestingly similar (laughs) so go on (laughs) yeah totally yeah 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 so a difficult move um there's a lot that can go into the you know objective Mm -hmm. or subjective difficulty of the move but i could pull you know a really strong move from in-cut crimp to in-cut crimp that goes around like v9 or something mm-hmm. like that but if i'm strong enough i'll hit right. it every time yeah right mm-hmm. or i could pull 
a really bouncy, tricky V3 move that I would call lower percentage, which means I tend to hit it less of the time, even though it's not as difficult. Okay. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? And so, and so I'm looking for if I have any low percentage, meaning like they're more difficult to hit on a regular basis, high yeah. up. Yeah. That and makes sense. That's mm-hmm. and so that's the main thing I'm looking for. And and to answer your question in a more simple way, yes, there is a very large gap between what I'm capable of physically and what I am willing to do high nice. up. Nice. Um, so, for example, footprints—the one that I'm talking about—it's for people who aren't going to look this up. It's like a 50 foot. Like when 50, I said it's a sport climb, like I'm it's sweaty. It's, it's <laughs> like yeah, yeah, it's actually taller yeah. than some sport. Yeah, it's though. like like straight up. Yeah, it, we're we're going into from that gray like highball area to free solo yeah. area mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. Um, and and so for me, definitely when I'm up there, I'm like I'm not leaving anything to chance. I'm practicing on this on a rope like. 10 15 20 yeah. times and if i fall once that's gonna make me feel like i'm not gonna okay this. so um that's mm-hmm. sick so there's a really really big gap yeah mm-hmm. so as like a climber and a coach i don't have like a ton of experience with highball bouldering i definitely coach people on like fear management when it comes to sport climbing or like you know just regular ass bouldering <laughs> like all the time but i'm curious yeah. like as a coach, um, why do you think highballs feel like extra stressful or extra challenging? And like, if you have you had clients that are like, I want to learn to like highball and like what? Yeah. What kind of like tips do you have for people or, you know, how do you coach this? Honestly? Oh, so I, I like wanted to. So this is the only part of the entire like question list that you sent me that I because it's so I, because I'm so like I'm so passionate I, about this you know like yeah, I'm so passionate about so cool. fear management yeah. um but as you were asking me the question I'm actually curious I want to kind of reflect the question back <laughs> so we can just have the, have like a conversation yeah. about it you know <laughs> yeah let's talk shop like so how do y'all like manage fear in your businesses with your, with your clients. Mm-hmm. So Caitlin, right. With, with nutrition and stuff, there's a lot of fear associated with different things Food I imagine. And, and then, and then yeah. Lauren, right. With obviously with yep. climbing, there's fear associated with it. So how do you, how do y'all manage Ooh, that? Caitlin, I'll have you go first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put me on the spot. <laughs> I'm prepared for this. Like, not only am I turning the question around and I'm like, and I'm kicking it to Caitlin first, but I also feel like we'll pivot more into climbing after this. So let's start with nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it honestly depends on the person I'm talking to and where they are at. You know, what is the source of fear? Is it food, whether it be inflexibility or fear of foods body image, fear of body changing, or, um, you know, something to do with like finding where that balance is and being fearful of, you know, what, what could be when they start navigating like what their health looks like and feels like. Anyway, I think it, it does depend 
on where that person is at, but we take it really, really gentle, you know, talk about where that's coming up from. Was it something that happened when they were younger, something they were exposed to, something that's happening now that maybe is a manifestation of other things going on? But I think in the nutrition space, it's it's a little bit less maybe tangible. <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. Mm, yeah. It feels <laughs> like it, it comes about from a lot of yeah. emotional, maybe maybe traumatic experiences too, but also just the, the world we live in, a lot of pressure and that can manifest in how how we eat, how we fuel, how we feel about ourselves. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll add to that. I, I kind of want to hear yeah. what you have to say, Lauren. <laughs> okay. So I feel like I take my my like approach to helping athletes with fear management from very much like a behavior change perspective, just because like I'm not a therapist. So I'm not going to be like, let's poke into exactly why and what, like also some things that we fear in climbing are just like normal things to be afraid Mm -hmm. of as a humid. When people are like, I'm afraid of breaking my ankle. I'm like, we don't really need to like dig into childhood trauma to figure out like why you find (laughs) breaking your ankle scary. Like we can kind of just acknowledge that that's like a very normal thing to feel and like kind of move from there. Right. Not that I'm not like, not that I don't care Mm -hmm. and not that I'm not interested in like, you know, has this athlete had an experience where like I had a shitty experience where like I, my feet were nowhere near the rope, but I was just so run out that I got flipped upside down. And then I got like really stressed out by climbing on vertical terrain. Even cause it was kind of like, I didn't do anything mm. wrong and I still ended up with staples in my head. Right. Which is a whole other story, but you know, mm-hmm. so not that I don't care about those past experiences. Cause I definitely want to be informed about those things, but I definitely try to take the perspective of like, let's let's dig into like the behavior change process with this right because it's maybe an athlete starts out with like presently I'll experience xyz trigger we'll try to figure out like what are the things that trigger this fear response that's maybe undesirable and then we'll go okay what happens when you start getting scared you know and some things are super normal like my heart rate accelerates and all this stuff but it's kind of like I try to take this Mm. thing where it's like what feels uncomfortable what feels like way too uncomfortable what feels like a little uncomfortable and then I try to like shift them into Mm. like gradually like baby stepping out of their comfort zone and also like identifying the behavior patterns that are not helping and then how can we change those behavior Mm. patterns I definitely yeah so that's kind of like the approach I take like in a nutshell is like determining what baby steps we need to take and how we can gradually like change the behavior patterns around fear to be more optimal and that can look like a ton of different things depending on like the athlete and what things are stressful but that's definitely the approach that I take um but I will never be the rip the band-aid coach that's like you're fine just take the whip and you'll just be over it immediately because that's that's like like, no not backed by anything that makes any fucking sense to me yeah Lauren's super systematic from my experience with her she's like very like okay well what about this okay well is you know step by step it's yeah it's it's great look at you just being like we're asking you the question on your own podcast (laughs) and i'm like do it (laughs) yeah okay no i love it but i mean both great answers and i kind of heard similar sorts of themes throughout both of them and and the theme is kind of like this gentle gradual how do you yeah right and I right. feel, okay, my with highball bouldering, mm-hmm. see, this is where, where I'm really curious yeah. because certain things, it's kind of like eventually you run out of gradual steps and it's just like, 
you're going to be in mm. it and you're taking the risk. And there's, yep. you know, like, I'm sure there's ways to like step into it, but like, you know, with sport climbing, I can be like, take a, take a whip where you're four inches. You're not as four inches above the bolt. Take a bigger whip, take a yada, yada. And then eventually like, yeah, you might be taking a massive mm-hmm. fat fucking whip, but like you shouldn't be hitting the ground. Right. Like there's, you know, there's never that like ultimate yeah. risk. And that's why I'm so curious about like, how you coach this like approach to fear management and also how you coach this like acceptance of risk when it comes to high ball bouldering, because like you don't mm-hmm. have that, you know, <laughs> rope, you don't have a rope. Like, yeah. So tell me, yeah. tell me what you do. This is so interesting. <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, totally. You're talking about the, when you get into the no yeah, fall zone is exactly. essentially what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've thought about this for years and years (laughs) and it's, it's funny because the way that I coach people now, I mean, obviously, but also in a, in a really cool way, like the way that I coach people now is so vastly different than the way I would have and did encourage people slash coach people like seven years that ago. means you're learning and growing um, which is what's supposed to happen <laughs> growth <laughs> exactly like and and i just have to shout out my friend tori you you guys might have seen like some some videos of me coaching her through a high oh, ball oh yeah 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 and she's one of my best friends and uh we just had this like awesome moment together recently she came out for a month and i was coaching her through some Aww. stuff and um I've been climbing with her for years and years. And one of our first Bishop trips out here, I was a young little climber. Lad, and, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I was like, Tori, you should try Heavenly Path. It's really sick. It's, if people are unfamiliar, it's a V1 highball in the happies and it's Spice City. Oh God, yes. People have broken their really? things on this we, climb. No. <laughs> it, oh my God. I just so, am like, well, your crimpies yeah. are going to crimp. But I was pissed at myself that I didn't bring a chalk bag because I was like climbing it in full oh my sun God. as you do. And I was like, Lauren, you stupid Oh, bitch. gosh. Why don't you have a chalk the, bag? But I was well, like, I can't fall. We're going anyway. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like sweaty just thinking yeah. about coming yeah. over the top of it. I was like Palms. crying. I, exactly. Yeah. Just to describe this climb to people, it kind of like catches you off guard because it's V1. It's just mm-hmm. V1. And like the like, holds whatever. look good and there's chalk everywhere. Like. And a lot of the holds are yeah. Really there's chalk everywhere. Fall. It's jugs at the beginning. So you're oh my gosh, I'm so happy, I'm so happy. And then you pull the lip, and you're like, I don't have any holds anymore. And and so Tori got on this highball, and I'll tell you the end of the story, which is that she was fine. She she sent it, she flashed it, Ooh. but she like freaked out. She like was on it for like several minutes she was like having a full-on panic attack like we were like you and (sighs) yeah everybody was like you can do this you can do this and then she like did it but like she did not have a good time Mm, yeah and mm -hmm. and so like back then it was like oh yeah you did it and then now I'm like wow Davis you idiot you should not have (laughs) had your best friend like freaking climb this high ball and like traumatize herself Mm. and for many many years after that she like didn't want to do highballs and you know it's like a it's like a it's it's a bummer and so now how do I coach highballs so there's two things I think two I have like a list of like a thousand things <laughs> two things so one <clears throat> one is I do not center sending 
I do not center sending. And what I do instead is I center the person's experience. Mm. <clears throat> so, so I am much, much less interested in their performance on the highball. And I'm much, much more interested in how they can tap into their own bodies and, and their experience and what they're actually feeling on the rock. Mm. And so I have, I have like one video on my Instagram shameless plug <laughs> the one where you literally are talking um, through highball tips while you're climbing a tall ass boulder i was so impressed i was like how are yeah, you so yeah. you're just like yeah it's like the spin instructor where you're going like this bitch is going 200 rpm and she's still talking to me about what i'm supposed to be doing it was like that calmly yeah she's like you're yeah. just gonna create your like freaking... up to 50 and we'll just be going like 170 rpm and we're just gonna do a hill spin and you're like how are you still talking to me yeah. And you look yeah, beautiful. Like they look beautiful like and they're like not sweating like, at all. You, like <laughs> you are so fit. Yes. So that's that was the experience I had when I was like, yeah. he's doing an instructional video while he's climbing a highball and no one's spotted. This <laughs> yeah, and somebody some like lovely human was like, Oh my god, for the love of God, put down a crash pad. And I was like, Does it matter? <laughs> I was like, Thank you. <laughs> I was like, Thank you. Thank you. I no, I do not, by the way, for everyone that's listening. Don't highball without crash pads. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Idea. That's out of sheer laziness on my part. Don't yeah. do it. That's a as risk you say, that I'm taking. Not as you do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Love exactly. It. Yes. yes. Okay. Anyway, going back to how I coach highballs. So I, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm much more interested in their experience. And so I don't just tell people to get on a highball if they're not ready. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I instead, I instead, I, I, I break it down into many different sections. I tell them to just do a couple moves and only focus on those three moves and then really focus on how they're feeling. So is, are they getting shaky leg? Is their breath rate, heart rate increasing, mm-hmm. right? And I want them to really feel that while they're in comfortable zones. So while they're like five feet from the ground, eight feet from Mm -hmm. the ground, right? And then the other part that I'm teaching while I'm teaching all of this is that they are in control. And so I think what happens is you get this like fear response, this fight or flight response. And fear is just this thing that's telling you, oh my God, I'm in a dangerous spot. I'm not in control, right? I am going to die or like, yeah. you know, it's it's like fear of the unknown, mm-hmm. right? And, and what I'm trying to teach people in this highballing process is, no, you're, you're in control. You can do this. You're in control, mm-hmm. right? And so I have them climb up and I have them climb down. I love it. And I have them climb up a little bit higher Ooh. and I have them climb down. And so what you're giving yourself is an exit, exit strategy. And you're, you're telling yourself, Whatever situation that I get myself into, I know that I can get myself out of it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how high up I am, I can get myself out of that situation. Now, there's nuance to this. Sorry, I'm talking a lot. I'll oh my stop gosh, talking no, after we're this. listening to this. This is an audio medium. Don't stop talking. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm talking a lot. What am I doing with my hands? Like, okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, so there's nuance to this. Obviously, if you want to do this method, 
the climb has to be well below you. Yeah. Right. Because you're down climbing and down climbing for a lot of people is much harder than up climbing. Yep. Um, and so you need to find boulders that are relatively tall. What I like to do is find the down climbs in your area. That is a great way to start eyeballing. Fun. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Wait, like, exactly. Find too. the tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh man, I can talk about this for days. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's it's about like, it's about not centering sending, mm-hmm. right? Because how are you going to convince somebody to go climb a down climb when you don't get freaking points from it, dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Right? True. <laughs> you don't you don't get freaking but hey, what you do get is you get a lot of experience learning how to move on mm-hmm. rock, right? You get a lot of experience being high up. Being high up is important. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Especially when you're climbing in bishop. But but you if you're coming from a gym and, and you've trained, you know, thousands of hours and you're can do a one-arm pull-up on a freaking 20 millimeter <laughs> and you come out and you're like why why the heck would i i i'm not gonna climb up a down climb to to freaking climb down it again you know like it's like, <laughs> like that's lame. that like this mental space that you're in is like a separate skill set that you are not getting in the gym and act like it and exactly it. yeah i have an example here real quick that I want to insert because Lauren knows Mm -hmm. exactly what I'm I think if if I could channel what I'm going to say to you you're going to guess it okay um I'm ready Lauren and I both climbed (laughs) up the down climb to the finger hut climb in Joe's Valley oh yeah Oh God! And we were like, "Let's warm up. This will be so fun. It'll be great." We we climb up. We mm-hmm. get to the top, and we're like, "Oh, oh no, um, we live up here now." Because yeah. actually, if you look at our Patreon page on our podcast, the picture of us at the top of this on that page is us at the top of the boulder, going like, "Well, we're never coming down from here, so we might as well get a picture." Like you're the finger hut <laughs> trolls. Welcome. Yeah, we like are. we live it's up here so now. Funny. It's like <laughs> marathon. Yeah, but we somebody get a drill and some bolts. <laughs> uh, yeah, please. I was like, <laughs> Ryan, where's your fucking trad rack? Like, I'm not you build me an anchor. I'm not like go drive back to Salt Lake and get my harness. Like honestly, so yeah. scary. Like the terror I felt flipping myself mm. over the side of the edge of this thing and then like lowering myself down. I was like. I think today that's it for me. Like it was just so much panic. It was like a good 45 minutes of debating like what I was going to do to come down. And I think that yeah, being aware of that, like you can be so strong, but if you're dealing with things that are sort of uncomfortable, I mean, highball yeah, down like- climbs can be the highball part. Like that's still scary, you know? And yeah. You don't want to totally. slide down, but something something I want to ask you that I think is relevant here too. And I, I think can go still into the continued discussion um, because I know you Mm -hmm. got more, but I, I did want to ask you (laughs) what role you think self-awareness plays here because you talk about, you know, getting comfortable and feeling more secure, being aware of what your body is doing, but you know, does that play a role? If so, what, like, how do you sort of view this in the highball of your management space? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think it's also my answer to why I am drawn to high bowling as well. 
High bowling. High bowling. High bowling. High bowling. And the answer is that I think that high risk climbing in general. So that includes, you know, sketchy track climbing, sketchy sport climbing, um, free soloing, anything with a higher, not high risk, sorry, higher consequence mm-hmm. climbing. Okay. Um, um, and, and oof, I just ugh, drew a blank. <laughs> um, the, the reason why I'm drawn to it is because it, I think high consequence climbing makes you look at yourself more than any mm. other and this is I'm obviously biased because I'm a high ball climber mm. but it makes you look at yourself and what you're actually capable of and you cannot hide you're not allowed to hide wow because if you if yeah because if you hide and and you are not truthful with how capable you are and and both mentally and physically then something is going to go wrong right mm. And so you really, really, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you really need to take a deep look at yourself before you get on something tall and, and analyze your climbing in a thousand different ways. You know, I've been doing it for 10 years, so I can do that in sometimes seconds, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes minutes. Um, But for newer climbers, I would suggest you spend a lot more time thinking about all of the different things that go into highballing. So like, where is the crux? Can I do the crux? Um, is it hot outside? Can I manage that? Do I sweat a lot, right? Like do, am I going to freak out near the top? Is there a slab move? Am I good at slab, right? Like there, you just really have to think about yourself and, and be truthful. Yeah. And I also think a lot of newer Mm -hmm. climbers or people that maybe aren't like as used to trusting themselves, I think this can also backfire because I think if you also aren't truthful with yourself, you'll like cheat yourself out of some really cool experiences because you don't believe in yourself enough Mm. to. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to. Wow. Holy crap. I'm just going to slow clap that one that i love that true holy moly there's at least i feel like i I coach like it's it's really funny i like when i first started out coaching i had like 50 50 split of like men and women and the more i've just added pink to my branding and honestly been more myself i think i just attract a lot of like women climbers and i swear like a lot of the times i'm like girl, you can climb that like now you don't like, they'll be like, this is my goal for the mm. end of my 12 week trading cycle. And I was like, you mean your goal for tomorrow? Go get on that five yeah. eleven. <laughs> like you can do it now, you know? Yeah. So I feel like I see that a lot too. And I think, yeah, I think, I think totally. it seems like women, espe- but also I've seen this with men too. So this isn't everyone thing. Like I think a lot of times people don't realize what they're capable of well, too. Yeah. So th- that's definitely such a like, yeah. but yeah, that's so beautiful that it's like, such a balance of like Mm. believing in yourself but also like being truthful with what you can do which I think is so interesting yeah nice cool yeah I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of gym bros get up 
get stuck at the top of these boulders. I've been climbing here a long time. Oh, yeah, time. you stinked it. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> I've seen a lot of gym bros. Go- and I say that lovingly, by the way. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but it's just you. I think, like, it's almost like a, a measure of, like, okay, if you're really, really comfortable on certain things or you're you're comfortable in your strengths, but you're uncomfortable mm-hmm in things or I actually maybe you don't even know you're uncomfortable until you're in the moment but you're until like you're oh, like, oh you know this. what's actually uncomfortable is being up so high that I know that if I fall my ankles will break yeah that's uncomfortable <laughs> like, surprise the gym floor is and that's a hard <laughs> that's a hard lesson that's a hard lesson and honestly like I'm I'm not gonna lie I'm still learning those lessons yeah I, I mean like you kind of have to for if you're gonna mm-hmm. continue with it and like as your climbing evolves, and I know we're going to get into this in a little bit, but with injuries or changes in your life or your mental state going into climbing, I feel like that can really have an impact too on like your comfort level in that moment. Like even day to day, I feel like that could change mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. to put a nice exclamation point oh. on highball bouldering before <laughs> we uh, go to break, let's see. So Davis's big tips for highball bouldering. Don't center sending, center the experience and how in tune with your body you are. And two, take baby steps. Three, climb up some down climbs. Four, be brutally honest with yourself. Did I summarize that okay, Davis? Anything else you want to add? Oh my gosh. Are you taking I'm notes? What is happening? Lauren's meeting notes queen. That was incredible. That's better. I'm like, frick. You're like, wow, thank you. This is my new ebook brought to you by Lauren. (laughs) Well, this is like our. Can you like send me those (laughs) notes? Like Like my little. There's got to be like an AI. There is. There is an AI thing, I'm sure, that you can be like, take this podcast to make like a beautiful summary with it. I'm just not paying for that. Um, Well, I've done 40,000 podcasts, Davis, and this is your first one. So you'll become an expert summarizer too someday. Uh, Yeah, because we're making this a regular class because this is. Okay, I'm thrilled. Yes, I'm. Yeah, you, you will I'm, be back. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, there's so many things to talk about. Like, for the freaking the women in climbing and like, like what you were saying about belief. I've yeah, I. It's wild yeah, times. Sweet, so much, so much to talk about. about. Well, it's let's take times. let's take a quick break and then we will come back and talk about injury. Yay! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> what's up average climber if you're listening to this episode it's probably because you're smart and you know that one of the most important parts of improving your climbing is learning how to move better on the wall as a coach i have a ton of experience with helping athletes do just that so i have two important things to tell you about First of all, if you haven't heard already, I have an amazing free course available right now designed to help you quickly identify the gaps in your movement skills. Over the course of four short modules, you can change the way you climb. And those aren't my words. That's straight from Fast Track participants. And if you're really committed to moving better and getting stronger, then I have something even cooler to tell you about. At long last, the Crush It intro program is available. This program is designed for climbers who feel plateaued and are ready to step into their first climbing training program. 
It's simple, it's effective, it combines strength training and focus skill work, so you can level up from all angles and still have time to climb with your friends. The Crush It intro program is on sale for 25% off until February 2nd. You can grab Crush It intro for $44, which is less than a pair of climbing shoes. And honestly, that's less than a climbing shoe resold too. If you grab the program before then, you will also get access to my exclusive goal setting course. And if you need a link for any of this, head on over to our show notes or go to goodsprayclimbing.com and you'll find it there. That's it for announcements. Now onto the show. Okay, Davis. So you recently have sustained a finger injury. Um, and you've mm-hmm. alluded to a concept that you've been calling ego climbing in some <laughs> of your social media posts. So can you tell us a little bit about like what happened, how the injury occurred, and also like what you mean by ego climbing? Because I am extremely curious as to what you mean by that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is a term that I, I I highly doubt it is a term that I made up. I'm sure. I feel like I'm, I've heard this concept, but I'm like interested to hear how you define it because I feel like I know where this is going. But yeah, yeah. Curious. I, feel I like mean, you're it a is good source to hear about it from. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it it is what it sounds like. How do I answer this? So I, I basically got injured, and I saw it coming from a mile away. Really? Yeah, I I saw it coming from way more than a mile away. I so what happened was I had some really big, big, big goals for this climbing season in Bishop, and every boulder that I had on my like really really want to send list Mm -hmm. was a massive step up from what I've done before. Um, Mm, Badass. I love that. Yeah, both in terms of physicality, but also in terms of fear management. Ooh, and okay. this season was kind of like a big pressure season for me in terms of like the culmination of my, my buttermilks experience in climbing. And, and so what was happening was I, <laughs> side note, was also going through a breakup at the time. <laughs> oh, so you're like, destruction, like, nihilism, like, F- <laughs> free F-, F-, F this, F that. Burn it all down. Strong. Yeah. Okay, so it's like the Avenged so Sevenfold Breakup soundtrack. Avenged Sevenfold Breakup soundtrack was playing in the background, and you were just like, yes, and then, yes. Okay, perfect. And, and I was training, this is like summer, like in the summer, and I was training so hard I was like on the moon board all of the time and and I was feeling stronger than I've ever felt going into Mm -hmm. the fall bouldering season and I was like taking off like I was like going to Tuolumne and bouldering and just taking off climbs like left and right and I was like oh my god the season's gonna be sick (laughs) it's gonna be so good And I forget when it was, but I started to feel a little like tweakiness in my mm-hmm. middle finger. And there was a voice in my head that was like, you I've should. I've heard this voice before <laughs> in my own head. <laughs> yep. Yep. He's like, yep. you should probably back off. Back off. You've been doing a lot. <laughs> back off, man. And I didn't back off. <laughs> and I was like, no, temps, bro, temps. 
You don't That's get it. <laughs> Fucking, you don't. Like, you got these nice condies, man. Come on. It's, the angel it's like on your shoulder is like, you should listen to your finger, and the devil's like, temps. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. and I was like, no, I can still climb hard, and I still climbed hard. And and like the the funny part was like, this was when I made the transition to like making myself training plans. Because usually I'm okay. a little bit more like free form with myself. And yeah. so I had a plan. And the week that I hurt my finger was the week that I was supposed to do my deload. <laughs> no, Davis. Oh, you my God. almost had it perfect. Okay. Exactly. Like, perfection. I don't even know if you can call that an L. Like, you almost yeah. had it perfectly dialed. Yeah. Isn't that wild? And so... Yeah, I just I just ignored it basically for like several for probably about a month I ignored it and then I like went out to this boulder. I was like, wouldn't it be cool to tick off one of the boulders on my list like early in the season? And I like hiked freaking ten pads out there by myself and I was like sitting under this rock and I was like, I'm gonna freaking do this thing and then and then what happened first? Did I tear my LCL first or did I tear my I got on the climb maybe like the third or fourth attempt and I popped my pulley and it's it's like oh no. <laughs> like full rupture like the the pop you can hear it in the video echoed through the canyon and I like <laughs> and I came off and I was like oh that sucks and then I like waited for probably like 20 20 or 30 minutes and then I was like no you hiked out these freaking pads you're gonna freaking do this thing <laughs> and i oh, and i you're like got it's already back. ruptured fuck it <laughs> i can't get Burn it all down <laughs> cue freaking metal music i like get back on <laughs> and i and i immediately proceed to to pop my lcl as well in my right knee and and Big then <laughs> i got back on and i got my high point again Oh my god. My <laughs> oh man. My god. I mean, come on. Yeah. So <laughs> this this is wildly Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I can say that confidently. This is wildly different than how I would normally climb. And I don't know what was going on in my head. Like I'm normally, you know, I've I've gone ten plus, over a decade of climbing without having really very many serious injuries that have actually like made me stop climbing and so I'm like mm -hmm. I kind of pride myself with being really good at listening to my body and like knowing sure. when to kind of back off and and I for some reason some mixture of things maybe it was like my 10th anniversary in Bishop I was like my ego my ego <laughs> was just like yes. no you're gonna do this I don't care what your body says I don't care what your spirit or heart or soul says you're going to do this. And I had a bad time. So ego climbing, that's, that's what I mean. That's when it. Oh my God. Poster mm -hmm. child for it yeah. officially definition in the book. Well, <laughs> I like appreciate you so much, like being so honest about this. Cause like, I'm sure that it's hard to say this because this is absolutely not the direction that you would like want your athletes to take my, I won't mm -hmm. go into the story, but like my first, like, frankly I'm lucky that it wasn't worse but I had like a cartilage tear that happened like a week before I was supposed to go out on my first like six week climbing road trip and it was just like such a major bummer mm. but I definitely were just I was just like 
blowing past yellow and red flags like right and left Mm. and it just it just yeah like you could have seen it from a mile away too so like this stuff happens for sure but I really appreciate you sharing this yeah go ahead go ahead Caitlin I mean I just wanted to add that my ankle break was also ego climbing because I did Mm. it for the video I had already done it and then yeah I remember hearing that Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah so I feel like that's so interesting to hear your experience with it because it it happens and I feel like when you're ready and you've put so much work in you're like nope it's this is the time I have no more time yeah, I have like to do it right now cost fallacy just like yeah picks all oh. of our asses like we're like I've already put in all this work I like nothing can stop me I have to get to the finish line but it's like going that next two steps could be your detriment for the next few months right which is like so hard yeah so okay so yeah, as a coach, I always, especially, you know, like as coaches, we're always talking about like, if your training's dialed and you strength train and you do X, Y, Z, you'll be able to like mitigate your risk for injury. And then sometimes mm. you can feel like a real jackass when you like get injured yourself. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever felt like that, but like, you know, yep, you're like, how exactly. am I supposed to be like saying that like I have my shit together and all this stuff if like I'm a human being that like pushes too hard or just like stuff happens and accidents mm. happen and yada, yada, and I get injured too. Like, how have you, how has it been kind of like navigating that? And have you, did you like, yeah, how have you felt? Like, do you resonate with any feelings of like feeling silly or, you know, and mm. in, in talking about it, like having this relate to your profession? Cause I think like for me, that's definitely been like a challenge before where I'm like, I'm supposed to like have the answers, but I struggle with this too. And that can feel kind of hard. Yeah. That, you know, I, <laughs> It's, this isn't a cocky thing at all, but I will say that I I don't struggle with that part. I struggle with other parts of like... Um, I think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I struggle yeah. with other parts of <laughs> no like... No what, what's there. How did you guys... What, what was it? Like uh, like um, imposter syndrome? Impos- yeah, like I definitely struggle with imposter syndrome in other areas, but that in particular, I have understood I think for a long time that that is what actually makes me a better coach mm, totally is, that, like is, you have had to deal with injury and that you are yeah. respected that yeah. makes mistakes mm-hmm. I love I think, that I think that's like where we're supposed to get get to and realize like no it's okay like you're a person too if you were perfect you wouldn't understand to be able to empathize with like the struggles of the people you coach so. exactly and and I would argue that that's what make both of y'all you know amazing at your careers right is is that you you do (laughs) (laughs) and well I mean it's it's like I mean I'll give you guys a shameless plug now that's why you have this this podcast right and it's it's you know this you call it the average climbers podcast for a reason you you Mm -hmm. you've been through all of the things that that these newer climbers are going through and and so um yeah that's that's my answer to that thank you yeah that's so nice yeah well I'm so glad that you didn't like feel well because it's honestly to everyone's benefit to see you know um like I think of like how Natasha Barnes has done like an awesome job at talking about talking her way through like when she's gotten an injury and she's or like anytime something like hurts for her I feel like she does a great job of being like my back felt weird today and this is what I did Mm. instead and it's just like this shit is gonna happen like you can do your best but it's still gonna be a thing um so I think it's really cool that you like were able to just like jump over having any like 
feeling some type of way about that and going into like, perfect, this is an excellent opportunity to like educate people and inspire people as I go through like dealing with my, both both of your injuries. How are you doing with, yeah, not to be like, <laughs> let's just ex- let's just talk about your injuries, but like, how are you doing? Like, how are things going? I didn't realize it was also your knee too. Oh my God. Yeah. How's yeah. what's the status on these things? <laughs> yeah. So my knee from the get go, I knew that it was like kind of more of like a minor tear okay although it is taking a little like quite a bit longer to heal than i so it's not like full tear you need to like get it replaced it's like a no no not at all it's like okay yeah it's like low grade um okay i I just really really should not do like high kind of overhead heel hooks and kind of weight them and okay there's not (laughs) there's (laughs) yeah there's not (laughs) that many climbs besides my project and like a, a handful of other things that like require that um so my knee is okay. I can do most things. My finger was real bad. And I was like, I, I went through all of the, I went through the seven stages of grief or like whatever, you know, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm, I don't climb anymore. And like, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because it's like, again, I do genuinely think that that in the end is going to make me a better coach because I'm like, I actually went through these, these like, and I'm like, being over dramatic, like you know it's my finger like whatever but um well yeah <laughs> but it's still it's still a really big part of what we do what we love to do and mm-hmm. I think though when you can relate to people because it's happened to you you can you come at it from such a different perspective you can be like this is when it's too far this is mm-hmm. yeah how long it took this is like these are the things that would be helpful to be doing and then you add your physical therapy big brain on top of that and it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. do as yeah. i say as an expert not as i <laughs> yeah. do <laughs> yeah, yeah so many people have messaged me and they're like like so like what protocols like what what have you been doing for your finger and i have to clarify i'm like are you asking me what I'm doing or are you asking or are me you trying like, to what? for free advice because <laughs> no, no no like <laughs> I mean like to an extent I'm like okay to an extent I'm okay with it but like it's like are you asking me what I'm doing or are you asking me like what I would professionally recommend because th- those two are mm, very, very different, <laughs> very different. Right. Yeah. It's like I don't know you we don't even know if you have a pulley injury like yeah. yeah I always talk about this but it actually makes me so crazy how climbers will just be like I'll just have my like insert body part here if you feel terrible for six months and I'll just be on this like yo-yo on and off of having pain and I'm just like go talk to someone like, yeah. Oh my God. Like the price yeah. of good physical therapy virtually is like comparable to like a rope or shoes mm-hmm. or like a crash pad or something. Like it makes me nuts. Oh. I'm like, stop Googling Thank you. for answers. Just like get <laughs> yeah, some oh fucking God. help. Yeah. Don't ask wait, Davis, chat GPT. Of, yeah. Like, Oh my God. I'm like, just, yeah. Wait, Davis, do you do, do you do remote consultations? Or are you only able to work in California? Um, also, if this is too legally implicated, you don't have to answer this. On the no, record. I can do um, remote. But, I can okay. do, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. perfection. I will add you to my list of people that I send people to. This is great. Oh my gosh. I have oh, a whole yeah. bunch of people Goodness that gracious. I will have yeah. show at your front door. No, um, so yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. Um, but to answer your question, my finger is uh, my finger is actually right on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is about like six six and a half weeks now, and I am pulling pretty hard and 
I have very little pain in my finger now. And it's funny. Yay. Yeah. It's I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's about where if I were working with a client, like that's about where you're I like, would this is where I'd want them to be. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. You're like, it not, and then the knee cool. <laughs> and then the knee is like getting there, but it's just like you're just like kind of doing the thing and avoiding certain positions that like piss it off. Or like Yeah. Exactly. Doing or are you like engaging with certain positions that make it a little mad right now, or are you? Oh, kind of wonderful question. Yeah, that's yeah. a great question. Yeah, I yes, um, yeah, I definitely am. I I so uh, little tidbit PT tidbit. Once you're past the like six to eight week ish mark, you should be doing the thing. <laughs> In yeah. you should be doing oh, the yeah. thing. So. So for my finger, I hurt my finger on a side pull crimp. So side pull crimps are very scary. And the yes. tendency is going to want to be to avoid side pull crimps forever. But no. Yeah. No. You should do the <laughs> but thing. But no. <laughs> <laughs> do the thing. It. Yes. So... Uh, do the thing, but in a controlled way, right? I'm not going to throw yeah. myself on a side pull crimp. I'm not going to cut feet on a side pull crimp yet. Um, mm-hmm. But same with the heel hooks. Yes, high heel hooks, but I'm going to do it in a controlled way in a gym, like that sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're recovering, you're kind of getting back into, it sounds like a routine, but I'm really curious how this injury has shaped your season. And maybe this is like a broader question, but you're obviously your season in climbing, but Mm -hmm. season in life in business you know we we see Mm -hmm. from the distance these changes on instagram but what (laughs) what does this look like in your life right now yeah yeah i um gosh huge kind of like silver lining to it um i so yeah right now i'm feeling very positive about all of it in terms of climbing like i i was like oh my god my season's over like uh, <laughs> all that work for nothing oh, oh my god like, insert metal but music. like literally it just started and like i'm feeling like i can like almost pull hard again so <laughs> like okay oh calm down yeah. <laughs> calm down <laughs> like you're gonna be fine and <laughs> so that's the climbing part the other part was that like like emotionally i know you didn't ask this but emotionally i think i know i asked <laughs> yeah. i think i like needed That's... a break like i'm like mm. like i am like a i've been pushing you know like pushing mm-hmm. for so long in terms of my personal yeah. climbing and and it has been so nice honestly to have an excuse <laughs> to go outside and just have fun <laughs> that's weird right yeah oh my god like what you can do that you can be outside and not climb what yeah exactly and and so that's been awesome and then the last part for sure has been all of this like extra creative energy that I've been throwing into these like really honestly silly like Instagram reels and stuff like that and and like I've I'm feeling like I'm taking a lot more time to find what I think that my voice is on on social media and what I hope to continue with social media and with like my climbing career in general and um it's been so much fun. It's been so much fun. <laughs> it's been awesome. 
it I looks like that. it <laughs> yeah i think do you feel like your like day-to-day routine has been similar it's just kind of like you're still going to train but it's just like your training looks different it's like you're still going outside but you going outside with like a pad on your back looks different is it or has like your like life routines tra- changed a lot too um i am sure that you can both relate to this but i can get really obsessive about things <laughs> No, no, I don't yeah. know what that's like. So, no. I have returned to the same extremely hard rock climb for three years, sacrificing hours and time with friends and yep. relationships. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, we're we're not weird. We're not. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. No, I. So no, there has been. It's been a dramatic shift in my lifestyle. Like I, I spend much less time training. I spend. Um, like with rehab even I am rehabbing but it's it's less time and I am spending a lot more time on this this content creation and it's purely just because it's so fun you know and and like I'm just like it's yeah yeah and I'm gonna lead into a question for (laughs) y'all because (laughs) so yeah (laughs) so get ready uh but it's almost it's like almost an issue because well actually it is an issue because I'm just like overflowing with ideas kind of yeah and and I'm like just constantly thinking about it and it's like there's so much positive that's coming from it but there's also so much like negative like I'm like on my phone all the time and I'm like when I'm out there I'm like hmm climbing is cool but I really should be filming this like cool idea that I have in my head you know like I'm like (laughs) I'm like really Mm -hmm. like finding myself not being as present as I normally am when I'm climbing and um and so yeah my my question for both of (laughs) y'all is you both you both own your own climbing related businesses which comes with a lot of work and you also have to do the social media parts of it which yeah. comes with a, which I think is a full-time job in and of itself oh a hundred percent I call it my Instagram business <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly yeah. and you're both killing it and Thank so you. <laughs> so how do you manage that like balance between climbing your own climbing life and your own personal life and your business and social media how do you like turn that brain off where you're just constantly thinking about stuff or like not being present you know I think (laughs) my answer might be disappointing because I don't I'll be honest with you I don't think I ever really turn that part of my brain off like Mm. (laughs) I think I'm part of me is always sort of thinking about it it's like Mm-hmm. in the background I'm like oh I I could get some good b-roll or maybe I could take some photos or mm-hmm. you know oh I got this other idea I'm gonna quickly put it in my phone notes and then my brain's not really in the space of climbing anymore but I think for me I've had to find the balance with my days out like if I go on a trip I'm not taking any photos like when we went mm-hmm. to Joe's Valley I we sucked we yeah barely I barely I took like, out my phone I didn't videotape anything and I was like oh no that could have been this would have yeah. been helpful but I also just think that I go into different days with different goals and I mean mm. where I live we don't really have like the 
at least my projects are not really that close. They're all like two plus hours away. So mm-hmm. I I can kind of go into it like, oh, this is kind of just like a fun day. I'm going to play and get some, you know, photos, B-roll, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like when I do give myself that opportunity to be creative or I guess to be creative on the wall and be really focused, I then go home with more creative juices flowing to then mm. start like typing stuff out. And then like, if I have an idea where it needs to be recorded at a crag, I'll go and like do that real quick and then I'll put my phone away. So yeah, like maybe there's, there's some balance there, but I definitely think it's something that I still struggle with and I don't think I've found the best balance with it it's it's <laughs> yeah. challenging i really so i really mm-hmm. empathize <laughs> yeah. yeah Ooh. okay i definitely think i have because i feel like i had you know at the beginning of having a business that you know involved a lot of marketing via social media i felt like things were not like going well with that so here's kind of how i have uh like figured it out and i actually have written down five little things so one <gasps> is I literally uninstall Instagram from my phone starting at about five o'clock every single day. I just take that shit off of there because I'm just like, I also try to tell my friends like, Hey, if you want to get in touch with me, DMing me on Instagram is kind of like sending a text message to my business email. Like that's weird, Mm -hmm. you know? So I try to like have that divide for people so that like when I'm trying to just like socialize and talk to people, I'm like Instagram like is business and kikiing and talking about stupid shit is like for text messages um so that's one thing i also have a literal note in my phone kind of like what caitlin talked about it's called dump basket and it's for anything Mm. that pops into my head i don't know why this like okay on zencaster right now my (laughs) i'm moving my hands and it keeps popping up stupid fucking like things i'm just gonna put my hands somewhere else oh my god i did it again what the fuck okay (laughs) sorry (laughs) so i have a note in my phone called dump basket and then anytime I I think it doesn't like, I, like what you're saying. I know. It's like giving me a thumbs down. This is so strange. Um, this is extremely distracting. Zencaster, I want my money back. Um, but I will write down, like, write the idea down just so that it's not floating in my head. So I just kind of have, like, a note where it's, like, a catch-all for anything, where it's, whether it's, like, a to-do or whatever mm-hmm. or something I need to remember to make an appointment for, blah, blah, blah. I just write it down on my phone so that it doesn't have to be, like, floating. um in terms of filming uh obvious well if you like look at my instagram you'll see that i do a ton of written content um yeah and that's because i really like writing um so Mm -hmm. filming i definitely feel like is something i need to do more just because frankly uh instagram prioritizes video content a lot also yeah not to make this like a business instagram strategy discussion but like (laughs) i do need to film more but frankly i only film when i like feel excited about it like, if I feel yeah. like, oh, this is a cool thing, I want to film it, that I just film it. And then if I don't feel like it, I just, like, don't. Because filming when you don't feel excited about doing that feels blah. I also will, like, yeah. block out time. Well, I also just am in the process of, like, making more movement drills. So, literally, if I'm going to the gym, I'll block out, like, an hour and be, like, this is for filming stuff. Whether it's, like, filming drills or filming content. So, I'll try to make the time, like, intentionally for that stuff versus, like, my own climbing time. Um, and also i just want to tell everyone i have an assistant that i pay every month (gasps) to help me shout out monica she helps me with my social media because i could not like put out this much content on my own i guess i could try but then i would just work a million hours so like literally i will i also am like fine at designing things but i also will just let 
certain social media stuff take 1000 years. So I will write down, mm. like I will make a post and all the written words, but I do it in a Google talk. And then my assistant literally takes it and like makes it look nice because I just cannot, because I would just be on Canva for my whole life. Um, yeah. So those are, yeah, this is, that was a very good question, Davis. Yeah. Also behind yeah. the scenes of how it, people are like, you make so much content. How do you do that? And I'm like, it's because half of my working hours every week are me making free things for people. <laughs> like straight <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. It's a lot of, which is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> free labor. I think totally. Instagram yeah. is really challenging because it's it's a great way to connect with people, but also mm-hmm. it's kind of a black hole of conversation where you're like, it's is, is anybody yeah. listening? Can you hear mm-hmm. me? Yeah, hear me. It's you know, it's absolutely it's wild. And like you know, if I could change it, where I could spend more time coaching people and less time dealing with social media like I probably would and that's part of why I have yeah. for certain things I would but, be a yeah. lot so. happier if I could just yeah. do the thing I went to school for but yeah yeah it's kind I of like nature. I like the creative aspect but yeah totally. sometimes it does feel like really fun when people are assholes to you on the internet when you're like I'm just making you a bunch of free helpful stuff but be a dick to me more <laughs> yeah yeah what like, the heck? about carbs I'm like <laughs> offline get off my page if you don't fun. agree <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like so I, I feel like I'm gonna get roasted for this, but whatever. Isn't it? Isn't it funny that also on a side note that every single time that happens, it is like almost always 100 percent of the time a Correct. white man. Yeah, <laughs> yes, a white yeah. man that does it, and, and funny, you're just like, you mean, <laughs> you mean really predictable, predictable. and fucking awful. Yeah, um, yeah. like. I'm like, yes. oh, you little I, man, are you triggered that I'm a successful woman? Like, tear me down more. Yeah, Do I've it. never <laughs> had, I've never had a woman or person of color say anything mean to me on. on I have had women. I don't know, like, what they're. I have had women be like, I don't know. Sorry. All right, I'm just gonna call people out. Women with like pick me girl energy, being like, this mm. is too feminist. I'm like, is it? Or are you part of the problem too, bitch? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm just kind of like sharing my perspective on a shitty thing that happened to me because of a man and you're telling me to shut up. So you're kind of an issue. Um, Terrible. (laughs) Yeah, I've had a lot of, um, I've also had a lot of women hate me Mm. online people that I respect. It's like women hating women. It's like we're in the space together. Also, there's plenty of room. I don't need to tear somebody else down to so have lame. a business. Yeah. And, yeah. but to your point, yeah, most, most of the times I've received my worst criticism, it's been white men with private accounts. And that's yep. how it is yeah. on Mountain Project. Like, oh, you're so anonymous. brave with your little burner account telling me <laughs> yeah. how stupid I am. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's found... 678278241. <laughs> I found yeah. my my own personal super fun way of dealing with it, which is to just be so nice to them. <laughs> oh my God. It is so fun because they just stop immediately. It's so fun. Because they like, know one, they're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, one person was like, oh my gosh, like so much cringe. And I was like, you're so nice. Thank you. Thank you so much <laughs> like, for the engagement. Adorable. Like, yeah. So I wish good. I had done that honestly. Like with... <laughs> There was one guy who trolled me about recommending carbs. And I was like, bitch, this is fucking science. I am not pulling this out of my ass. Like you can, he literally tagged Dave McLeod. And I was like, he's going to agree with me. Don't be such a dick. But I wish I had just been like. (laughs) Did Dave McLeod clap back? No, I love he that didn't like comment. Dave McLeod, like his stuff is so funny. But like, if you actually listen, like nobody, 
these people that are like like taking his sound bites and turning they're, it into yeah they don't actually watch his videos Understand. because yeah. right he's <laughs> like, they're like so oh i can yeah. cherry pick that keto will make me climb v17 perfect that's yeah. the sound it's like no no that's not even what he said like nope. stop <laughs> being stupid but yeah i i i really feel like kind of respond either not responding or just being like thank you is yeah thanks just, for your input oh my yeah, god it, <laughs> yeah wild okay wait to okay. get us back on to something so i want to like kind of drill into something that we t- sort of touched on earlier like what mm. do you think so a lot of climbers i think will be like oh well this xyz thing hurt me so i'll just never do that again or like this hurt me so i shouldn't do that and i always mm. like want to push back but sometimes i feel like as a coach i don't fully have like the like the acumen to be like actually you are wrong and the thing that hurt you is probably the thing that you like will need to engage with to get back to like your sport Mm. um and i definitely think general practitioners that don't fully understand the demands of climbing are super want to be like oh well uh if your finger hurts just don't rock climb for two months and that'll be better and it's like that's wrong (laughs) so Yeah. yeah like david what do you have to say like what, you know, if you could like wave a magic wand and make rock climbers understand like two or three things about rehabbing, um, oh. you know, non uh, rehabbing injuries, maybe not the kind that it's like you like snapped your, you know, like tibia on half or something. But like, you know, a lot of the more like soft tissue related injuries, like what would you mm-hmm. want to make climbers understand? Ooh, uh, wow. Putting me on the spot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. i was like you i want to know what it. you have to say about this you're, you're smart you went to school for a long long time okay <laughs> um it's a daily mirror exercise got it, yeah, right. got it. No, um the first thing that i would want them to understand is what i had said before is that eventually at the right time eventually at the right time you need to do a thing that hurt you or you need to do the thing that you want to do so let's say crimping is the thing that you want to do right sure i and that is secondary to climbing in bishop right i want to climb in bishop i want to climb in the buttermilks obviously mm-hmm. i'm going to crimp at some point so i need yep. to crimp like i can't yeah i can't not crimp right it's it's like there's so many this is changing but there's so many like like um, training plans, coaches, et cetera, et cetera, PTs that just like avoid crimping whatsoever in training. And and it's like, what? It's like telling yeah, a basketball I can't player. People yeah. say that like full crimping is dangerous anymore. I'm just like, we're still doing that. Yeah. Embarrassing. It's like, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's about load management. It's rehab is the same as training, right? It's about just mm-hmm. load, proper load management. Yeah. I could just leave it at that if I if I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, right? honestly, if mm. people like fully un- like embodied and understood that concept and like accepted mm-hmm. the gray, like honestly, I think a lot of what people struggle with is like the gray areas of like this is good when or like this mm-hmm. is appropriate at this time. So I think yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. If I can make my athletes understand that too, um, that would be yeah. really good. So love and, that. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is it's just like a really powerful tool, which I'm sure you use in, in training and coaching as well, which is just mm-hmm. keep a journal. And I think um, I think that keeping a journal is even more important when you're injured. 
Dear so diary, writing. today I'm sad. Um. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. No, so like writing down um, pain out of 10, mm-hmm. amount of load, and just seeing over, because it's gray, right? So you're seeing over the course yeah. of weeks what your mm-hmm. progression is rather than going day by day, essentially. Yeah. Like I remember with my finger injury every day, like I would do whatever my like rehab protocol was. And then every day I would wake up in the morning and I would write down stiffness on a scale of one to 10 and Mm -hmm. like pain on a scale of one to 10. And that was Mm -hmm. like the extent of my like journaling, but it was so helpful Mm -hmm. because it was like some days were worse than others, but I could generally see the trend going downwards, even if there were some days that like spiked or whatever, Mm -hmm. which I think was really helpful and exactly exciting as I went so I think it's also really easy in the moment like when it's happening to you it's really easy to be like I'll never climb again this is (laughs) oh yeah and it's like a rock you know and I think it's just different when you either have somebody there to be like um let's back up because or even like if you're doing a journaling exercise I feel like it's you're able to sort of see it for what it actually is, not what your brain is sort of like mm-hmm. making you feel maybe uncomfortable about or like fearful of. You can be a little bit more based in reality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's feelings are valid. <laughs> yes. Feelings yeah. are valid, but <laughs> try to be a little, just a little bit more objective about it and be like, yeah, it's like, this could be super crimp, trash like, for two yeah. or three months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's such a good point too. It's like, you can do it. It might just be on like a bigger hold than you're used to doing it on. Yeah. 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 I think that, right. that makes a ton of sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. as the queen of turning things maybe more gloomy, um, <laughs> <laughs> our little eeyore the cutest eeyore around <laughs> okay you know 2006 is back in style for some reason um okay so <laughs> something that i think you talk about often and i know that lauren and i are both passionate about too is like the things that hurt us the things there are also the things that could potentially heal us not from like a physical you know like i'm injured I'm going to still keep climbing because it helps me heal. Like, right. It's maybe a little more meta than that, Mm -hmm, (laughs) but mm -hmm. I think that climbing can be something that can potentially hurt us if we take it too far, maybe from Mm -hmm. more of like the emotional, mental perspective mindset position. Um, But it can also help us heal too, because I think what you were alluding to in the beginning of this episode was like self-awareness, trusting your body, um, you know, being comfortable with yourself. So I want to get into maybe a bigger topic. Um, mm-hmm. And that is body image, because I think it's mm. something that climbers really at all levels experience. And I'm curious to know what role has this played in, I mean, maybe in, in climbing in general that you've seen, maybe in your experience, if you feel comfortable to share, um, but how it affects how we show up, how we push ourselves, maybe how we hurt ourselves, and also maybe how we succeed. That's that's kind of a big question, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would love to just, I'm going to practice vulnerability here. I'm just going to, I would love to just dive right into it. I <laughs> haven't really like, 
I've maybe alluded to body image issues once in my like social media in my like public social media. And um, I've been wanting to post something more about it. I just haven't like brought myself to do it yet. And so this is a great, I would love to talk about it. Um, it is hugely influential is not the right word it is on my mind all of the time it takes up a lot of brain space it takes up a lot of brain space and it is honestly really difficult to say that out loud (laughs) it's fair yeah mm -hmm. that's huge um yeah and i i think it comes with the territory of doing a sport that is highly predicated your performance is highly predicated on a strength to weight ratio mm-hmm. um and you know in a positive light strength to ratio, weight ratio means that you can get a lot stronger in order to to get better mm-hmm. you can also <laughs> lose weight <laughs> right yep. and that can positive positively affect your performance but that can be really detrimental to your health right Mm-hmm. And or to a point even potentially detrimental to your performance if you like don't dial it in right too which is exactly yeah it's spicy or take it it's, too far yeah yeah it is a really difficult thing that I've struggled and I still struggle with and I don't know how much better I've gotten to be honest maybe a little bit um like I remember a, a picture that I took a long time ago that was like right after I had like had food poisoning for like three days straight. Yep. Ever experienced this one? <laughs> and yep. Yeah. And you look freaking shredded, and yeah. you're just like, like, yeah, you just like look shredded, and you're like on the wall, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just like gliding, and and so it's this like really insidious like feedback loop of like, oh, this is what happens when I'm like lighter you know yeah yeah well then then, yeah you kind of look at yourself and you go okay well I don't I don't really feel like a climber oh but this situation made me look more like a climber and then Mm. I performed more like a climber Mm. but now I'm not as strong now I Mm. I don't look like I have muscles like a climber Mm -hmm. okay well now I'm too skinny and I still don't look like a climber so it just becomes this never-ending cycle where if you what does that even yeah, like if your goal is to look like a climber, I mean, this mm-hmm. is not what you're saying by any means, but if your goal mm-hmm. is to look like a climber, you maybe won't ever be satisfied. Yep. It's yeah, kind of the grim like, reality of it. Yeah. yeah. I'll I'll share something too. Something like came up. Um, yeah, and I appreciate you being so vulnerable, Davis. That's like really, sure. I think Thank that's you. what the climbing world super duper needs. Right. I was like, just, you know how yeah. like Google or like your photos app will like pop up with like old memories. So there's like oh, a picture the memories of me. kill me. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So like there's like a video of me climbing something like I don't know, it was probably like four or five years ago at this point, but like I am objectively like a lot tinier in the video. And like mm. you might look and be like, you know, you know, you might look at these two things and go like, Oh, well, I bet she climbs worse now because she like has an ass now and like whatever and blah blah blah. Ugh. But I'm like yeah. also watching myself and I'm like, Oh my god, these heel hooks I'm placing, that's disgusting. I'm like, I'm yeah. so much better. I'm like so much better at rock climbing now, and I have so much energy, and I'm like strong and happy, and I'm like, Ugh, it doesn't fucking matter. I like, I don't know. Like, I definitely have days, like I'll admit to all of you listeners, like I have days where I'm like, 
oh my gosh, people think I'm like probably, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Society's terrible. Mm. America's Next Top Model was bad. Like everything was bad. What Kate yeah. Hudson yeah. said was bad. Like it, no, I don't no, know. Kate I guess Moss, we're like Kate all millennials. <laughs> Kate Moss. Um, okay, but Kate Hudson probably did something. Sorry, Kate Hudson. Don't <laughs> <ask me. laughs> I won't spell your name for no reason. But yeah, I think like, you know, especially as millennials, we didn't grow up where like the trendy body was like looking more athletic, like the quote trendy body. It was like the trendy mm-hmm. body was like, you can look good in low-rise jeans, which is impossible. It's impossible. (laughs) And they're terrible. Um, But, yeah, I just think, like... Gen Z's bringing them back. Yeah, I'm like, guys, you did did some things good. I'm glad about the claw clips. Thank you for that. I'm having fun with them, but, like, don't bring back low-rise jeans. So, yeah, I don't know. I hope that, like, helps someone feel better because, like, I definitely, like objectively yeah. weigh a lot more like i don't know i weigh i weigh probably like 15 or 20 pounds more than i used to and i'm climbing way fucking harder and i'm Hell like five yeah. four so that's like substantial so yes. yeah whatever yes <laughs> yeah it's so yeah. true like and i think go ahead davis this is a this is a, <laughs> i don't know i <laughs> um i was just gonna say that i i i don't really have any other like solid input on this besides the fact that I just wanted to share that especially because like I know and have seen like a lot of women talk about this in the climbing world and I have not seen the same in terms of men and so Mm -hmm. if there are any men Mm -hmm. listening just know shout out Kai Leitner Kai Leitner is a real one he's talked about it for sure but yeah (laughs) yes yes yeah, totally I no I'm not saying that I'm the first by any means but like there's definitely just like yeah, and it is such it's it's just as pervasive in the male climbing world and and I think that it's important to talk about for sure. Yeah, I mean I also wonder like I know they say that like eating disorders etc like affect men more, but I also wonder if men when they're answering surveys or like trying to get help feel more ashamed about getting help and I wonder if it's like a much mm-hmm. larger percentage it's just that like men don't feel as comfortable being like hello, I actually need help for a problem. Imagine me asking for help and being yeah. vulnerable. Like, I just wonder if that statistic is skewed yeah. just because of the way that, like, it get, gets reported. I mean, so. it's possible that there's some, like, internal bias between, like, men versus women. I think, yeah, when women are answering that, maybe they're more likely to be like, yeah, it's hard, yeah. but it's also more accepted. But I also think in more of the like masculine sphere i think there's a lot of body dysmorphia too i think Mm, there's a lot of like (laughs) ideas around like wanting to look really strong in addition to feeling strong and like sometimes i hear you know i don't really care how hard i climb i just want to look really good like i belong here and i'm like Mm. i guess my experience is sort of that but it's also tied to a very different idealized version of what like maybe more of a feminine body looks like in climbing it gets really complicated maybe we don't need to go down that yeah (laughs) but but I think I think it's good to talk about and I yeah like again I super appreciate you being willing to like go in and just like say some hard things out loud for all of our listeners because I guarantee that a lot of our listeners are probably like nodding their heads and going like "Uh uh-huh I feel that (laughs) yes yeah 100% and like Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know for me I feel like I've come to the realization that it's like it's probably like never gonna be perfect and I'm probably never gonna reach this like 
zen like and i don't think that's like necessary i think it's just like for me having the tools to know like these feelings are gonna pass i'm just gonna like feel Mm. them but i'm gonna like have a way to like anchor myself in like the reality of stuff and also just like get some clothes you feel cute in (laughs) (laughs) if something doesn't fit anymore just be like this doesn't look cute anymore i'm gonna find something cute (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i don't know like do that i think that's critical too (laughs) like i mean can I can I kind of leave you both with something, but also yes, listeners? You do this yes. as your job. You're yes. good. Please, <laughs> tell us. Yes, more. please do. Um, please do. Help. Please yeah. do. Help, mom. I, <laughs> I feel like please this help. is something. Yeah. <laughs> I really struggled with this, and I I still do occasionally. But this, I will be honest. This is the first year in my life that I don't bring that sort of that space into my climbing, and like. I'm not saying this is like the end goal. This is kind of like a whoops, we got here. I guess yeah, over time it helps. But I do think that it can be it can be really challenging not only to like keep it to yourself, but if you hear other people around you sort of saying these like um self-deprecating things. But I think one thing that really helped me was visualizing maybe my preferred future in how I feel about myself. And it's like, yeah, Mm. you can reflect on how you feel in the present, but if you were to sit there and imagine a future where you felt more comfortable and at peace in the body you have now, kind of being curious about what would that look like? And then Mm. what would be different in your daily life if you had a more maybe more positive, but also more neutral body image. Like what if that didn't take up so much space? Mm. And I think the more curious you can be with sort of those questions, it's not to be like tomorrow. I I have no thoughts ever again. I'm cured. Hooray. Mm -hmm. It's more like how can you easily grad gradually and ease, not easily, but ease out of the mindset of always defaulting to body image as your fault. How can you Mm -hmm. sort of move away from that and, replace it with thoughts like how how you're how strong you feel on this one move versus Mm -hmm. how you looked on this one move or on this climb like it gives you a chance to reassess your values and your priorities as a human being not just as a climber so Oof. for thought yeah caitlin i'm gonna cry okay yeah. we have to, we have to stop Same. before i start crying okay Same. wow Davis, that was great let's wrap this shebang up before i actually start it. tearing up okay <laughs> where can people find you how can people work with you in um, what capacities <laughs> the best and easiest way to find me is at dr climb on instagram right now perfect um, dr dot climb there's a yes yes yes, yes. yep dr dot climb and we will link um, to all of this in the show notes. So, mm-hmm. and in what capacity can you work with me? I take clients on a really limited capacity. I also work full time in a hospital right now. Um, Holy shit, I, dude! Oh my god! Yes. yes, it is a lot. Things are a Wait, lot. Okay, so <laughs> you're getting okay. I feel like my whole perspective of this interview has changed because I'm like, oh my god, he's doing all these hard highballs, training his ass off, running a business creating content on social media and, and you work working full time at a hospital. hospital. Holy yeah. shit, Davis. Okay, go on. My mind is 
Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's funny. When you say all that, I'm like, wow, that is a lot. And then when I'm doing it, I'm like, do you have to do more? You're not doing enough. I'm not okay, doing anyway. enough. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, business, business person, a hundred percent understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I do take clients on a very limited basis. You can DM me if you, if you'd like, I love coaching and I love PT and I love helping people out. So DM me anytime. We'll have a chat. Let's do it. Um, oh my God. Yeah. That's where you can find it. It's amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's easy peasy. So find Dr. Climb on Instagram. Go watch his reels right now. You will stop crying and start laughing. It'll be beautiful. Um, <laughs> yep. And yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, this was absolutely freaking delightful. I think we can close it out there. Uh, Davis, are you ready for our signature asynchronous sign off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Amazing. I forgot well, what it was. It's like, keep, it's keep it average, but keep, we, yeah, there we go. <laughs> We say you know, it. internet this is, this like is a problem, Caitlin. No one knows our sign off because we like saying it. <laughs> How embarrassing! How embarrassing! Okay, well, let's do it. We're gonna do really bad on purpose. All right, are we ready? Okay. Ready. Until next time, everyone. Keep it. Keep it, keep it average. Average. Keep it average. <laughs> Woo! <laughs>